Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Nomad Sentry by Gaia Vince, an illuminating book that confronts the reality of our planet's changing climate. Published in 2022, the book addresses an inevitable climate apocalypse, pointing to human migration, not just as a consequence, but also as a necessary and strategic response to the crisis. As the Earth warms and certain regions become inhospitable, Vince argues the need to embrace migration and proposes a framework for a more tolerant, global approach to the people displaced by environmental upheaval. With scientific insights, Vince illustrates how our survival may depend on our ability to transcend borders and adapt to a nomadic future. Gaia Vince is a decorated science journalist and broadcaster, recognized for her expertise and contribution to science communication. Her previous accomplishments, including her role as the first woman to win the prestigious Royal Society Prize for Science Books for her work, Adventures in the Anthropocene, lend authority and depth to her explorations in Nomad Century. This book is a critical read for those involved with supranational bodies seeking solutions to the climate emergency, governments grappling with the implications of climate migration, and scientists, communities, and non-governmental organizations striving to navigate these global changes. Join us as we untangle the complexities of climate migration and contemplate humanity's resilient and mobile future in nomad century. Nomad Century how Climate Migration Will Reshape Our World. Introduction. Discover how embracing migration could be our lifeline in a climate-changed future. Imagine a world where half of the global population needs a new home. This isn't a science fiction scenario. It's a forthcoming reality as climate change turns up the thermostat on planet Earth. Within the next five decades, the merciless heat, relentless fires, devastating droughts and catastrophic floods will render vast swaths of our world dauntingly inhospitable. This looming crisis spells out an exodus of 3.5 billion people, a mass migration triggered not by wanderlust, but by sheer necessity for survival. Our identities, whether as migrants or hosts, are about to be redefined on a global scale. Those living closer to the equator will bear the brunt of climatic wrath and will be propelled northward in search of refuge. This shift will shake the foundations of societies worldwide, challenging us to fundamentally reconsider how we share our space on this increasingly fragile planet. So, what is the beacon of hope amid this imperiled future? According to Gaia Vince, it's found in our origin story, our legacy of migration that has seen humanity disperse and thrive across every continent. Our ancestors ventured out to find fertile land and new opportunities, it is this same pioneering spirit, Vince argues, that must guide us now. By harnessing and steering this impulse, we can create a world that is not just survivable, but prosperous. The insights found within Nomad Century reveal a grim forecast for our planet. Yet the narrative isn't one of despair. Rather, it offers a vision of unity and innovation. The book proposes that by embracing migration strategically, we can form resilient, dynamic communities, ones that benefit from diverse talents and where collaboration crosses borders as readily as people do. 
In crafting a response to our collective challenges, cooperation and ingenuity are our most potent tools. As we lean into the idea of planned migration and apply our best scientific advancements, the book suggests we may just unlock a future brighter than any we've known before, a future where adversity is met with unprecedented global synergy. Part 1. Section 1. The stark realities of climate change demand our immediate attention. Nestled in the central Pacific Ocean, Kiribati Archipelago faces a dire future. The encroaching seas threaten to erase it off the map. To preserve its national identity, Kiribati has taken an extraordinary measure, acquiring land in Fiji for the eventual relocation of its populace. This proactive step is a precursor to what might become a routine measure for many nations as our environmental circumstances grow increasingly perilous, projected to increase by a scorching four degrees. Celsius, by the turn of the century, the planet's fever is set to initiate a cascade of calamities. Imagine a world where the sea routinely swallows cities and climate-induced fatalities eclipse those brought by all infectious diseases. Coastal dwellings in areas like Bangladesh are currently perched on the precipice of survival, susceptible to the relentless rise of the tides. The merciless grip of heat waves is now a prevailing reality, so intense that Vietnam's rice farmers have resorted to the cool refuge of night to tend to their crops. Each incremental spike in temperature begets a disproportionate increase in humidity, challenging the human body's ability to self-regulate its temperature through perspiration. A stunning and unsettling fact has emerged. Hotter days are not only occurring more often, but are also flaring up in regions once famed for their frigid climes. Forest fires, once rare guests in the taigas of Russia and the tundras of Alaska, are now frequent, ravaging presences. Beyond the infernos, floods are rewriting the geography of habitation scouring through homes and harvests without discrimination. Hurricanes whip up with ferocity, infrastructure melts in the heat, and the once plentiful supplies of clean water ebb away. Extreme weather begets a domino effect, laying waste to settlements, scouring farmable land, catalyzing disease, and sparking fierce competition over dwindling resources. Disenfranchised groups bear the brunt of these upheavals, with the impoverished women and the disconnected reeling from the steepest losses in education, employment, and safety. This alarming new normal is not limited to distant shores or developing nations. In the United States, many fleeing disaster are running from climate events, not conflict. And by the halfway mark of this century, the rising waters could claim parts of Cardiff, Wales. This begs the critical question, as the world alters beneath our feet, where do we turn next? Part 2. Section 2. Rethinking Borders in Anticipation of a Migratory Future At first glance, endorsing increased migration during an era of tightened borders might seem paradoxical to say the least. Developed nations are reinforcing their frontiers to stymie the tide of migrants, and yet, there arises a bold proposition that not only should migration be accepted, but it should also be forecasted, encouraged, and managed on an unprecedented international scale. 
migration is the bedrock upon which human civilization has been built. The distinction between the migratory patterns of yesteryears and those envisioned today lies in the required global cooperation, an orchestration of efforts unmatched in human history. Our ancestors roamed the earth in pursuit of brighter prospects long before the inception of national borders. As these borders manifested, the migration of goods, services, and ideas took flight, giving rise to intricate networks of trade, transportation, and the bustling engines of modern economies. Historically, the concept of a nation bound tightly by its borders is a relatively novel invention. Identities were not always fixated on geographical territories. Instead, metropolitan centers, teeming with diversity, emerged as epicenters of commerce, cultural exchange, and intellectual pursuit, the nimble footprints of human migration. A shift occurred following the World War I era when the international boundaries we recognize today began to crystallize. National languages, unified, disparate voices. In the early 1800s, a scant fraction of those in France and Italy actually spoke what we now consider their national tongues. Nation-states, some established long before the widespread inculcation of patriotism through education and government influence, began to insist upon an allegiance to the land and culture, Gaia. Vince calls attention to the stark contrast between the past and present. In an age where free movement is constrained by layers of legal and political barriers, the journey forward is complex. Our mission is to persuade both the populace and policymakers of the critical role migrants will play, to engage in a dialogue about why our shared future depends on the very migration flows that many are striving to staunch. Part 3. Section 3. The Underestimated Economic Prowess of Migrants Back in 1964, California's tomato fields witnessed the unintended consequences of stringent immigration controls. The sudden ejection of Mexican farm laborers did indeed spur a mechanized revolution for tomato picking, but the story didn't end there. For crops like asparagus, lettuce, and strawberries, where machine harvesting posed a challenge, production took a nosedive. The expulsion of these workers undermined not only the agricultural sector, but also the broader fiscal fabric of the region. A look at the broader tapestry of immigration reveals a counterintuitive truth. When migrants enter the workforce, spend earnings, and contribute to taxation, they become catalysts for economic growth in their adopted homelands. Citing research from the University of California, Giovanni Perry noted an amplification in the average American's salary by approximately $5,100 during the period from 1990 to 2007, all thanks to immigration. It's a common misconception that immigrants usurp opportunities from local citizens. Instead, migrants often gravitate towards jobs that natives eschew, such as those in custodial and caregiving industries. This dynamic relieves the local populace, particularly women, to engage in the broader workforce. As migrants ascend the occupational hierarchy, they inadvertently shepherd native workers into higher income realms. Host countries frequently calibrate their immigration policies to filter out so-called low-skilled workers. Yet, it's precisely these individuals who become the silent bedrock upon which economies are stabilized and grow. Rarely dependent on social welfare and often earning multiples of their income in their homelands, 
Migrants are entrepreneurial engines who spur innovation and invigorate local markets. They transform locales into vibrant nexuses of trade and culture. The Chinatowns and Little Italys of the world echo this truth. In the pulsing heart of technological innovation, Silicon Valley, nearly half of its foundational figures are either migrants or their progeny. Giants like Google, Yahoo, Kraft Foods, and Tesla all have roots stretching across borders. With the demographic tide receding in developed nations, like Japan's projected plummet to less than half its current population by 2100, the need for foreign labor is not just evident, it's critical. The country, where adult diapers now outsell those for infants, underscores a stark demographic challenge. What emerges from this dialogue is the clear message that immigration is not the economic burden it's often painted as by sensationalist politics. Handled with foresight and care by governments, it can empower the local workforce, increase salaries, and place individuals in more lucrative positions. Embracing immigration could be the strategic key to economic vitality. Part 4. Section 4. The Two-Way Street of Benefits in Global Migration. The economic shot in the arm that migration gives to host countries is well documented, but there's another side to the coin. Often, concerns are raised about the brain drain, the exodus of skilled individuals from developing nations seeking opportunities elsewhere. However, could it be possible that even these nations of origin reap rewards from their wandering citizens? Consider this. International migrants comprise less than 5% of the global population, with less than 3% of Africans living outside their home continent. When these individuals migrate, their principal aim is the betterment of their own lives and, crucially, the lives of their families who remain. Here's where the real impact is felt. Remittance payments. Funds sent home by migrant workers can dwarf international aid in effectiveness because they land directly where needed, without large portions being siphoned off for overhead costs. Dollars, euros, and pounds sent across borders put food on tables, kindle new businesses, and send the next generation to school. Imagine trimming the transaction fees of these money transfers. Suddenly, more financial support can uplift families and communities. This isn't mere speculation. In Ghana, for instance, children with family members sending money from overseas are 54% more likely to complete secondary education compared to their peers. When remittance flows increase, investments in education and infrastructure naturally follow. Moreover, the influence of migrants extends beyond sheer economics. Those who return to their countries after working abroad often ferry back with them not just wealth, but democratic ideals and novel perspectives. Mali is a case in point, where migrant returnees correlate with heightened political participation. The interchange of skills and knowledge possibly holds the deepest transformative potential. Migrants absorbing state-of-the-art techniques and insights in advanced labs and offices can import this experience to nurture growth back home. The narrative of brain drain, while peppered with truths, misses the bigger cyclical picture. Gaps left by migrating workers can be bridged with a blend of strategic planning and collaborative migration policies. Take the Philippines, home to a revered community of nursing professionals. 
Imagine if the United States were to invest in nursing education within the Philippines itself. Such a partnership would yield a double dividend, sprouting more health professionals to serve both local and foreign healthcare scenes. A Filipino nurse honing their craft in premier foreign institutions can be a conduit for knowledge and expertise. Boosting local medical standards upon their return or when home country infrastructure leaps forward. This vision of migration is not merely as a one way journey but as a circular exchange, enriching and empowering the societies on both ends of the passages traversed. Part 5 Section 5 Crafting the Blueprint for Climate Resilient Migration. Having established that migration can be a potent economic stimulant for host nations, we pivot to the critical challenge at hand. How can we architect migration strategies to bolster our resilience against the threats of climate change? At the forefront of this mission should be the International Organization for Migration, empowered by the United Nations to orchestrate global migration initiatives. This authoritative body would be tasked with establishing protocols, ensuring that member nations adhere to their pledged responsibilities without eroding their national sovereignties, instead channeling their autonomy into proactive international action. Cities, as the crucibles of civic life, are destined to play a pivotal role in facilitating sustainable migration. Urban planning should revolve around integrating new arrivals into the existing infrastructure, housing them in energy-efficient vertical homes, and providing access to key resources such as water, healthcare, and electricity. Migrants should find themselves in environments where their cultural ties are preserved, yet where they can network and weave themselves into the tapestry of their new communities. Traditionally, migration has been reactive, responding to calamities post-impact. The call to arms now is for a paradigm shift toward preemptive relocations, providing migrants with the mechanisms, perhaps even UN passports, needed for free movement, employment, and dignified living conditions. Cities that open their arms to migrants must be equipped with sustainable housing and sufficient room to accommodate all without strain. Nations, in tandem, might agree to accept migration quotas aligning with their demographic and economic profiles, with pathways for migrant training and community service facilitating smoother integration. One of the hurdles en route to acceptance lies in the perceived strain migrants put upon social services, a concern often voiced amid broader societal inequality. Local resistance can evolve into scapegoating, with migrants blamed for deep-rooted issues they had no hand in creating. Addressing this disparity, and directing the narrative toward the real economic benefits migrants bring is crucial. By closing the wealth chasm and demonstrating the tangible contributions of migrants, host nations can begin cultivating a more supportive, understanding populace, one that recognizes migration as part of a shared journey toward a more prosperous and adaptive future. Part 6. Section 6. A Synergistic Approach to Climate Resilience Through Global Cooperation and Innovation While embracing migration is a crucial step, it is but a single thread in the intricate tapestry of solutions required to mend our climate-ravaged world. Migration allows us the breathing room needed to reevaluate and reinvent our approach towards the quintessential challenge of our time, reducing greenhouse gas emissions 
and healing the natural environments we've tarnished. Imagine the vast stretches of desert left empty as populations move away from the unrelenting grasp of climate change. These regions could become the globe's sun-bathed powerhouses, channels through which solar energy is harnessed and directed northwards, redefining the very scale of renewable energy production. Alongside harnessing the sun, the imperative to rejuvenate our depleted forests and oceans stands tall. Reviving the biodiversity we've lost is an integral component of this restorative puzzle. The arsenal in our fight against carbon saturation also includes innovative ventures into renewable technologies, the safe harnessing of nuclear power, and unlocking the potential of geothermal reserves to sustain our urban centers. A curious twist in the narrative is that, as the heated planet reconfigures its landscapes, some nations will uncover newfound prosperity. As northern glaciers relent, regions such as Canada, Russia, and Greenland will witness the emergence of new maritime routes alongside opportunities for agriculture and resource extraction. These developments will necessitate a workforce. Demand for hands ready to sow, build, and mine will surge. In a world where populations are surging past 8 billion, the peak is on the horizon. Projected to level off around 10 billion by the mid 21st century, the global birth rate's decline will spark an international competition for migrants. Yet, in this quest for human capital, would it not be wiser to pursue harmony rather than rivalry? Envisioning a global framework that facilitates orderly, secure, and well timed migrations could serve as a boon for all. If the local mobility within the European Union, and other economic zones can be mirrored on a planetary scale, we could pioneer an era of unprecedented opportunity and unity. All the while, relentless efforts to mend our ecologies should persist. If successful, a reversed exodus beckons. With the global south's homelands rejuvenated, migrants may eventually retrace their steps to a restored, welcoming environment they once left behind. This is the vision of a world that chooses to fight climate change through collective effort and boundless scientific ingenuity. Final summary. The insights from Gaia Vince's Nomad Century compel us to rethink our approach to the climate crisis. As we've explored, planned migration is not something to be resisted, but rather a critical strategy for navigating the extreme environmental changes that lie ahead. Our survival hinges on a capacity for unprecedented global cooperation and the commitment to facilitate safe, organized relocation of populations to areas less afflicted by climate change. The current trajectory of greenhouse gas emissions casts a dire outlook, with extreme weather events becoming commonplace. In response, a well orchestrated migration to regions offering refuge from the intensifying heat infernos, floods, and famines is imperative. This migration isn't just about movement. It's about building inclusive communities equipped with the essentials. Nourishment, housing, medical facilities, employment, and social connectivity that allow people to flourish. Migrant populations are far from mere beneficiaries. They are engines of economic prosperity in host nations, and a boon to the global economic fabric. Now is the moment for governments to unite and erect a powerful international entity 
dedicated to the management of migration, upholding a humane framework that ensures no person is left behind as they seek sanctuary from environmental calamity. These systemic shifts don't diminish the sovereignty of nations, but rather draw upon their resilience and governance to anchor this audacious initiative. In the face of the mounting climate emergency, it's time to capitalize on one of humanity's enduring strengths, our capacity to adapt and move, pulling us toward a more sustainable and cooperative global future. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.